everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics. And I'm James Quesada. And I'm Julia Schroeder. And Julia is joining both as a guest and a sub-in co-host um, as Bob, uh, with his work schedule, not able to join us for this Sunday. Um, excuse the uh, sirens if you hear them in the background. <laughs> I usually have to say that when I'm in New York, but we are currently in uh, Portland and Maine, um, which is a fun opportunity for Julia and I to record slash stream uh, together on the road on the same couch. <laughs> we wanted to make it feel like we were still in New York. So we said, hey, get an ambulance going, going through here a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> let them know. Let them know we're, we haven't changed. Uh, yeah, we're still the same old um, New York siren people that we always were. <laughs> Um, but, uh, this conversation is going to be about podcasting. Um, Julia and I both have experience on a podcast, obviously this one, um, Julia has co-hosted with us before in the past. Um, and she has also just recently started a new podcast of her own, um, which is called She's Good. And we will tell you a little bit about that in just a moment. Um, but, uh, how many episodes deep are you? Um, we're releasing number 18 tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, uh, up and running for sure. Uh, but, and, and still, uh, early enough to, um, remember what it was like to start it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, we also used to do the buck 50 social club together, which is more, it's like a five or six person conversation, um, that more comedy, less, uh, sort of, uh, informational educational commentary, less drama, less drama. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we've got we've got a couple of experiences with podcasting, and uh, we want to talk about how they relate to improv skills. What sorts of improv skills uh, benefit you when you're podcasting, whether you're hosting or as a guest? Um, uh, and we'll also talk about some of the nitty gritty things uh, about podcasting separately from how they relate to improv. Uh, just because I feel like podcasting is a big thing to be interested in or consider, um, and for anybody who might tune in. Uh, to hear about those things, we'll also talk about um, some of the things that you might not think about up front if, if you're going to if you're considering uh, starting a podcast. So anyway, that's what's on the agenda. Uh, Julia, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Do I have to do an intro too now? <laughs> yeah. Now take the reins for a second. <laughs> um, I should also say while we're getting started, uh, we have a couple viewers and um, be because and hello viewers, whoever you are. Um, we are recording just on the laptop uh, in the in our Airbnb here. Um, so let us know that you can hear us, or if you can't, give a comment. Give a comment, even if it's a thumbs up. Do whatever. We don't know if there is Wi-Fi in Portland. Actually, we assume. We assume. Um, but uh, in fact, I'll, I'll make a quick comment here, um, just to, in case. Because if you can't hear us, if you couldn't hear us, how would you know that we're asking for you to let us know? <laughs> Yes, I saw a thumbs up. Here, James, I'll take it from here Please. while you comment. Everybody, we are talking about podcasting today. If you're just joining us or if you've already been listening. Um, first of all, I want to say real quick, hi, I'm Julia. The reason I'm um, you know, honored to be here today is because, you know, I love James in more ways than one. And I think he's great. Yay, Melanie! Yeah, Thank thanks, you Mel. so much. Hi, Mel. Oh. All right, thanks, Mel. Um, so, getting started with the conversation, um, 
you, what, when we were, I told you we're going to sit down and I wanted to hopefully talk about podcasting. Uh, and that seemed like a really exciting topic to you. Um, what was the first thing that like popped out in your mind uh, for the conversation? Thank you, Heather. Thanks, Heather. Um, for, yeah, well, I, I think um, it's important to, I think it's important. There's so many people have a podcast. I think when we started, there was a lot that I was like, oh, you just sit down and you talk and blah, blah, blah. And it is so much more than that. But I, for one, love, so there's a lot to talk about, one. Yeah. That was one of the first things that popped out to me. Two is I I love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. I love doing them. I love being a guest on other people's. <laughs> and I love um, being on them in general. I just think they're so fun. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan of podcasts, which is part of the reason why I got excited, I think. Cool. And then, um, so your show is called She's Good. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about the format just so we know, have an idea of like what type of, um, podcast you're doing for context? Yeah, totally. So it's, um, it's three, uh, we're, we're three friends. Um, the three of us, it's me, uh, Katie McGraw and Mary Beth Colbix, and we are all originally from the Detroit improv scene, uh, which is where we met. And now, of course, I'm in New York. They're, they're um, in Detroit now. And we all, over the summer of 2020, kind of found our mutual interest in women's sports. And we started watching women's sports and we started supporting women's sports together. And, and it, we were in a, a text thread about it and we were like, oh, you know, what, what if we just started a podcast about it? So the, the podcast, She's Good, is um, uh, us learning about, because we're still new, I've played sports all my life, but new to supporting, like, uh, consistently supporting um, women's sports. So we kind of talk about things we've learned and things like a general public might want to know if they are just trying to tune in and generally support women's sports but don't have the time to watch every game Neither do we, um, or whatever. So, um, yeah, some of it is news. Some of it is, um, talking about a specific game and our reactions to that game. Some of it, we've had a couple guests on and, um, some of it is like complete tangents and it's, of course we're improvisers. So it's like, we like to think it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my curiosity is, um, with the three of you as improvisers and good buddies um, before this, like what are the pros and cons of having a group of improvisers do a conversational podcast? Like, did you, did you try to give structure right away or did you kind of have to rein things in because you're all doing bits? Like, I, I feel, I feel like um, not, not to belabor <laughs> the question, but uh, no, I Im the question Im improvisers <laughs> um, can either be really great to uh, have a free form conversation with, because we're all used to like, yes, mm -hmm. ending and going with the flow and having good energy. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also the trade off of uh, it's like wrangling and squirrels um, in a, in a bit parade. Totally. I think if you put improvisers in a room and say, okay, just do a podcast about anything, you, you they will get hours of content of, of just bits or whatever. And I don't think it's hard to like find content. I think finding your, like what the podcast is about might be a little bit harder, but anyway, yeah, for us, it is, it is absolutely the double-edged sort of like, okay, one, yeah, it's very easy to like chat with each other and that we, 
I think, yeah, improvisers know how to yes and and have a conversation. I think for us, we have a little bit of an obligation to deliver info. So I think definitely at the beginning, I at least prefer to just like, well, let's see what happens. And that's true improviser energy, I think. And I think it can, <laughs> you, you um, might miss some of the things that might make a, a podcast a little bit easier to follow and a little bit more structured. So we end up kind of going back and forth each episode now as we've gotten in the rhythm of things of like, okay, we've got our different topics we want to talk about today and things we want to hit. And sometimes we'll be a little bit more structured about it. Like, okay, we know we want to hit uh, the women's national soccer team um, had a couple games that they played this past week. We know we want to talk about those. And, you know, maybe in the text thread, we've like mentioned a couple things that we want to like touch on, but nothing is like we, we, some episodes we've had like fully outlined stuff of like, this is the flow it should go at, but no matter what, I mean, it's inevitable for us to just kind of like find the fun as well and um, go off topic and, and, the thing I love about being an improviser doing this is like we can throw the outline out the window if we want, if something else um, feels more interesting. Like, quick example, <laughs> the podcast or the episode that we're releasing tomorrow, um, which is February 1st for anyone watching this later and really wants to know our timeline. Um, <laughs> what do you mean by tomorrow? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm getting out of this podcast. I don't know when it was. <laughs> um, we spent like 10 minutes talking about Gilmore Girls. Nothing about women's sports. And that is something we even like wrote in our bios. Like we talk about women's sports, learning about women's sports, supporting women's sports and Hey Arnold references. So like, you know what you're getting when you listen to this. It's not ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's uh, great, first of all, just like the mix of accessibility, um, because uh, I, this is a, sort of aside from the improv question, but like I like that um, when, the, I love the idea of a podcast that brings you into the conversation as the people who are doing the podcast learn about something. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it's hard to jump in like midstream to a dense topic and, um, just try to catch up like you're you basically if you're doing that you're just like looking for clues to go like research in between episodes totally um whereas like for something like your show um or uh i don't know i've seen like documentaries where like the goal is like i don't know much about this and i'm going to find out and i like being taken along from the same place of like knowing less about uh, a specific uh, yes a specific topic but i don't have to have specific knowledge to learn about it that's mm -hmm. that's that, for me my favorite way to learn about things yes yep totally and then so uh first of all we'll uh pause to um bring up mel's question uh which i it seems like we're right on track because mel, mel asks about uh i thought you kind of uh, took her question and sort of <laughs> i didn't it was, it's, a, it's a happy coincidence but mel, mel's asking exactly what we're talking about which is um whether being an improviser helps you as a podcaster, um, yeah. whether or not it's a podcast or an improv podcast. Um, and as we're talking, if anyone else has uh, questions or um, comments on the conversation, we would love uh, to make this an interactive thing. That's why we do it live um, and through the improv network. Uh, so bring them on if you got them uh, while we're talking. <laughs> 
any no any nothing's off the table. Yeah, we just said we're willing to deviate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what how, a recipe for brioche bread? Ask it. <laughs> um, but so so on the, on that note though about like the preparation and being willing to like go in different directions or throw away the uh, plan, mm -hmm. I think that's definitely relevant. Obviously to to improv. Yeah. Um, and then what is your I'll speak from my experience is that that I have a really hard time finding the balance between over planning and under planning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes if we have a particular guest or if we're talking about a particular topic, um, I will uh, I will decide to or consider making more of notes. I did it for this episode, actually. I, mm -hmm. I made notes on the podcasting thing because uh, I think it's easy to get in the weeds about it. Um, yeah. And because and because you and I are so familiar with each other that it might be uh, good to kind of like stay on a thing or whatever. But there, for other reasons, too, I'll, I'll think about taking notes. Um, and and sometimes, it, sometimes it's really helpful. And I'm glad that I did it. Sometimes I get in my head mm -hmm. and it, it makes the conversation unnatural. Yeah. And like, so how, how do you kind of like... Uh, mitigate that as a, as a group when you plan or, or um, as you get into the conversation and everything? You know, I think the three of us have found what, how we work together at this point. And I think we all add like, we all add something different. And I think this is true for any podcast where I think for some podcasts, there might be someone who plays that role that you just often is you for any podcast that you hear. <laughs> 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 like someone who has to sort of make sure it stays on track or whatever. Um, and knows, uh, uh, okay, we've been listening to, uh, James is a big fan of The Dollop, so am I. We've been listening to it. I like to think of two very good examples of these things are, there's Gareth Reynolds and there's Dave Anthony. Dave Anthony is the one reading the story and Gareth is the one, I don't know anything about the story. I'm going to just improvise off of the story. This is the first time I'm hearing the story. Obviously that's very reduced, but like, um, I think for any podcast, you might have those roles where like, okay, well I, we have to keep driving on and these people might be doing bits and we let the bits go on as long as like they're fun or whatever. And then we have to like continue going. Now for She's Good in particular, I know that like, maybe I rely on this too much, but I've sort of found that like, I'll kind of be doing the introduction. I know that overall kind of like structure stuff um, of like intro and outro and you know, is what we're talking about today or whatever. Um, and I know that Katie and Mary Beth might know a few more details Katie especially is like, knows all the info I feel. She knows, she knows it. She knows all the stuff. So if I bring up a topic and I go, oh man, I saw this article about <laughs> like, um, the WNBA was like doing something or other. Uh, that was interesting. I know that if I bring that up, <laughs> At the very least, Katie and Mary Beth will be like, oh yeah, and here's, so this is why this happened or whatever. So that's very helpful to me for sure to have someone who I know can like, if you know that your other people are going to be like, oh, what was that article about? Then I think I know I need to do a little bit more prep. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so one thing I hear is that it's uh, helpful to have a host. Um, obviously, that's commonplace yeah. for <laughs> yeah. podcasts. Um, but, but um, maybe you know, it seems obvious. But maybe we take for granted like why it's important to have a host, yeah. and and like how you can kind of take advantage of the host position. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great thought to like know. Okay, for like she's good, or when we were doing buck fifty, uh-huh. like I I think that I'm a good facilitator, so I'll kind of like comment, but also like uh, direct things. And it sounds like yeah. that's that's kind of what you're doing too, is like setting up for um, Katie and Mary Beth, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what you know that they know and or what you know that they don't, you're like kind of throwing that at them or picking up the uh, thread if they need a hand or whatever. So. Yes. Okay. I think it's just actually now to really answer your question that I thought about and you've brought back the context. I think it really is similar to like an improv show where there's like full, you have a full show dynamic or whatever. You, you do have to have like that vision of like, okay, I think it's time to move on from this topic. It's time to edit this scene. It might be time to, you you know, you have a random bit going on, whether it's in a show or a podcast. It, it is very helpful to know when that is going on long enough. Um, I, I, I think it's hard to know if you're thinking about it like, oh, for a listener, is this going to be like too much? Are we spending too much time on this part? Are we spending too much time on this random tangent? Are we doing this or that? I think the answer to that is what's fun for the group. I genuinely think if the group is having fun doing this bit or talking about this article or talking about whatever it might be, it's okay to sacrifice the outline for like what's fun for the group. I I am of the belief if you are listening to people talk about something that they're passionate about or that they're having fun talking about, or if it's in an improv show doing playing, then it's going to be interesting for the audience because at the same time, like podcasts are about the personalities of the, of the podcasters too. If you get to see how the, how people like talk and interact with each other, I think that's part of podcasting topic aside. Yeah, that is great. Okay. That brings up a, I want to put a pin in this cause I, cause we, we have a couple different directions to go here. Um, but, uh, naming your group to set the expectation. Like I, I, you know, she's good lightly implies uh, it's easy to draw the connection of how you, you have the um, sports theme there. Mm -hmm. And then in your description, letting people know that like, you'll talk about sports, but you're doing it from a place of learning yourselves and that you are definitely going to go on tangents. I think really when, when you're saying that like, well, as a listener, are they talking too much or too little about something? Um, yeah, goes a long way. And then ultimately, yeah, if you've set the expectation that like, we we generally are on this, but we also do this, mm-hmm. like, you're, you're giving yourself license to just like be what you what you are as a podcast, and or what you want to be. Yeah. And then and then you can kind of be like, okay, well, are we breaking our promise? In, to, to the audience true and, and so so then so then yeah, like the most important thing is that is that you are having fun as a group of friends. Um, and uh and and getting some sports in there but but like mm-hmm. you you don't want or need to build the audience of people who are like ah, i came here to get my like weekly update <laughs> exactly. on like no what happened in, in the sports world mm-hmm. they, they want to have they want to have some of that as the anchor point uh-huh. and then mostly listen to you having fun 
Yes. Totally. And I also think if that is something that you're like, I have no idea what's interesting to our audience. I think if I were to do a survey, I think that's where like, if you get feedback from your audience, I'm like, oh, I loved when you, you know, um, had a little bit more of a flow, like you knew what you were talking about. Okay, let's move on to this now. Or I loved when you guys just kind of like, you know, you haven't seen each other in a while and you're just like talking about all this stuff. If you have people to um, tell you those things, <laughs> I think that's ideal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that's and that 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 is tough with podcasting or um, you know the digital uh, web series. Anything is 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 like uh, unlike improv. You don't get that immediate feedback. Um, yeah, we are very we very much do it for ourselves and our moms. Just go. This is. This is, this is nice. I really love this. Yeah. 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 It's nice to hear you talk <laughs> with each other. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I didn't do that. <laughs> so the, the other thing that I, that I uh, wanted to just touch on, because it made me think specifically of, of uh, connections between podcasting as a host and improv, is that um, a host will also, like, if you're hosting, let, let's say, short form, uh-huh. um, that uh, you can kind of, like, so, so we do, we do a show where we, we, we take, um, audience suggestions on slips of paper, um, uh, and, and do like a who's line sort of game show. And, um, I know that the hosts knowing who's on stage, if they get a suggestion of like, um, a celebrity or a genre that they know somebody on stage has a wheelhouse for, then, then they will set that aside to be like, okay, if we play a replay game or a, um, you know, character impersonation type game, mm-hmm. they know who to throw it to to make look good. Um, yeah. Pete, mo- mo- most recently during uh, the snow day when I played with um, Hugs and Pull-Ups, uh, was, uh, he-, he was doing the press conference thing and, and uh, he-, he was he was labeling everybody um, as like the press people. Cause you know, for for that game, you're usually like, "Oh, I I have a bit that I'll just be like, uh, I'm I'm Jim Jimerson, and I'm from uh, the sure uh, Jimmy News." Like, um, <laughs> Pete was was beating everybody to the punch, and he, and for me, he goes, he goes, uh, "Yes, Dracula from <laughs> uh, from New York," because um, he knows that I can do yeah. a, a fun um, Dracula voice, uh, and so that that's what came to mind when you were saying that is is that like Pete knows that, and and even as like the kind of faux facilitator of, of uh, that guessing game. Yeah. He was like throwing things at people that he knew would be a fun uh, challenge slash twist, yeah. but also things that he knew that we could do uh, because he knows our strengths. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, awesome. So, and then Luke, hey Luke. Uh, Luke from the other Portland. Luke, I don't know if you caught the beginning Luke. of this, but we're, we're in Portland, Maine, <laughs> and, and <laughs> which is amazing. I, like, uh, Oh, I oh yeah yeah yes we were in Portland, Portland Maine. I thought you were saying that like Luke. I don't know if you know this. Luke, I saw you comment that Luke, hey, I'm in Portland too, which we know. We're, we're not in your neighborhood. Luke. Uh, no no Luke. no no. I, yeah, the, my, my fault for having a uh, poor cadence. But uh, no no, that was me interpreting on. more than. Let me restart. Okay, Luke. I don't know if you know this, but we're in Portland, Portland Maine. Okay, now let me try. Now let me try, Luke. I don't know if you know this. I saw your comment. <laughs> we're actually in Portland, Maine. <laughs> not your Portland. So, so right? <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> we're going to get to Luke's question. <laughs> but And then Mel has, Mel has a different one too, but we'll get to that. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. So a couple of things. Also, I'm, hi, Luke. It's hi, so Luke. good to see you on this. I, I, on this note, I me me as a host, we'll talk about hosting for just <laughs> for just another beat. I um I think that I'm good at facilitating. I don't always think that I'm good at like keeping things like like the ice breaking and keeping things like fun and playful. So I appreciate so much having a co-host like you or like Bob, people who like keep me grounded and kind of can like poke at my yeah. um my unconscious. Someone to call you out. Yes. I'll, I appreciate that too. Yeah. When there's so much stress to like, okay, all right, this is what I need to do. If there's someone who's like, uh, it's keeping it light, but, but the specifically being able to like call you out, um, because you know, an audience might be, but might be also thinking the same thing. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Because, because you're unconscious with podcasting, it becomes yeah. like, like a, 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 it, a, insular conversation and you kind of lose the you lose the the, the self-image a little bit um because you're just wrapped up in the conversation and so those those uh unconscious habits creep their way back in more so than they would while you're like on stage totally. and, and being performative in front of an audience yeah yeah uh, whether whether you're doing improv or like a live podcast uh in front of an audience uh, i think it's easy to become okay but you also will get <laughs> mad at me but for when we were doing about 50 you would say too many bits too many bits julia stop chiming in yeah. with all this bull crap <laughs> no because you you would do things like sing songs to yourself there's a song for everything <laughs> yeah you, under you would, my you breath would climb on top of Here's the mic the main and thing. Start look guys singing. if you're thinking about starting a podcast <laughs> if you if a song comes to your mind and you really want to chime in with it do it fully out uh onto the mic don't hold it in because it won't sound the way you think it sounds if you're trying to be like under your breath like because everyone else is talking just do the full bit <laughs> on that on that note it, it is good to have um just like knowing your the strengths of the other people that you're podcasting with uh, it's also good to be conscious of um where your weaknesses are for lack of a better term, always trying to keep it positive. Um, but uh, just knowing how you complement each other uh, as podcasting hosts or whatever yeah. is, is like, I think that's a nice thing too, is it, and, and applies to uh, improv where you're like trying to put together a team of like, this person's a really great grounded straight character. Mm -hmm. This person really shoots from the hip and is more impulsive. Um, and, and, and putting together a team that can, uh, balance and complement each other really well. I think that applies for conversational podcasts too. Yeah. Totally. Um, look, we're going to get back to Luke's question. <laughs> he says, he oh. says, in, he says, LOL exclamation point. So, we so that's good. Saved it there. Uh, <laughs> he laughed out loud. He did miss that we were in Portland and he appreciates the clarity. So cool. we did a good oh. thing. <laughs> Um, okay, so Luke's initial question was, uh, for your podcast, how much do you cut down or find in post? Mm -hmm. uh, I know some shows record for four hours uh, for an hour of content uh, and then cut it down. Others just balance levels and, and send it out. Um, that's a great question. Great question. And um, yeah, in terms of editing, I think we'll find a lot here to uh, talk about with like improv and, and sketch. Um, but we'll, we'll throw it to you first because I, I know that... Uh, um, this is the first podcast that you have been doing all the editing for. Yeah. And uh, what has it been like starting to do that? And uh, like, what have you learned in the first 18 episodes of editing? Um, yeah. So 
I will say when we first started it, started the podcast, we were like, not really sure what it was going to be like. So we were like, all right, these are the things we want to hit. Let's just try it. And, you know, I'll go back and edit things out or whatever. So throughout the recording process, we would be like, okay, okay. So that was good. Um, do you guys want to talk about, um, I don't know, uh, like the, the lacrosse game that just happened? I don't think we've ever talked about lacrosse, but, um, and then we would go, okay, great. And then we would go, so there's also, in it, so, you, so you, you you would actually you would actually stop the conversation, <laughs> not stop recording, and then be like off the record or whatever. yeah, not always, but if it felt like oh, okay, uh, we need to like direct order. So when I would go back and edit, we record in Zoom. So I would be editing this in Final Cut, and it took forever. It took forever because in Final Cut, like when you have an hour plus you know, of content, you got, either you got to wait for it to download a proxy. If you don't, you, Luke, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but for anyone, like you got to get, if it's up, it just like takes forever to even like cut things out and like listen to it. And it, it's just like, it's absolute hell to try and edit um, a podcast that's over an hour. Um, so James recommended that we just, hey, either do it live or record it as if it's live, as it, like you will not edit anything out of the um, content when you're actually doing the editing. It'll simply be audio editing. Um, yeah, totally. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's helped us so much. It kept the, the um, we record as if it, we are sending it out in that moment. It is live, people are watching us do this. Um, so that we don't have to like cut out that stuff and what it does is keep the energy way up because we know we can't be like uh oh man okay we'll edit this out but what do you guys think last thing on it that relates to improv is like improvisers know how to carry a conversation or push through a conversation if there's mistakes the whole thing of improv is like using those mistakes or moving past them or finding a way to like you know, transition or get, you know, get to the next scene, get to the next like piece of the game or whatever it is. It's the same thing in any conversation, especially a podcast where like, if something goes weird, if someone says something weird or like your first thought is to edit that out, like make it work in some way. It's going to probably be one of the most relatable parts of the podcast episode. Yes. Yes. That is, I think the best advice at the end of the day is treat it like it's live, especially if you are an improviser and especially if you're working with other uh, improv type people, uh, whether or not they're, they're actually improvisers, if, if they are good, like yes anding conversationalists, like just do your best to, to treat it. Like, I think that's the benefit of, of improv is, is that like you can um, pivot and keep the ball rolling um, and then you have less editing to do uh, and the better you can do it in the, in the first, take the better off you are for the overall quality mm -hmm. uh, and having those vulnerable mo moments, which yep. again are what part of what makes improv great is when you have uh, made an error or a misstep or a contradiction, or you're in a sticky situation and you do something to uh, pivot out of it. Like mm -hmm. that's part of the vulnerability and the um, benefit yes. uh, of, of doing improv. And if you treat your conversations that way, you'll, you'll have the same, um, impact yes and 
and save yourself totally the editing time. and by the way that advice has helped me in self tapes it's helped me in like character bits it's helped me in things just to push through like uh, so often i'll be like um you know trying to do a self tape or a take or whatever and be like my name's karen and i oh i hated that and you watch it back and it's like wait that was gonna be the best one <laughs> That was about to be the best one. And then I just cut it off because I thought it wasn't going to be good enough. Whereas if I just kept going with like, my name's Karen. And I, I don't know, I guess I like potatoes. And it's like, wait, that's great. <laughs> Is that a good example? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I 100% I, I agree. I think that there's a little bit to be said about um, the, the other end of things, which maybe applies more to... Um, crafted content, like not, not just yes. organic, organic conversational stuff. There was a second part to Luke's question was his um, examples. So keep going. Uh, wait, wait, what, what was the example? Well, his examples were like, some people record for four oh, hours oh, yes. and then cut yeah. it down. Okay. So um, I think that, that uh, it's definitely different if you're doing um, something a little bit more crafted, like a, uh, uh, an informational something that something that is a particular like okay we're going to do um something a little bit more like uh scripted or um like like almost like news interview segments if anybody's doing something like like that um or especially like narrative stuff um what mm -hmm. we did with the buck 50 social club we ended up doing um some sketch comedy audio sketch comedy and um one of the things that we learned from doing those is or especially editing is that um, I like to have the main take, but then when you get to play around with different takes in um, rehearsal sessions or, or uh, recording sessions and get people to just play around with it, then when I go to, to um, piece together the lines of dialogue, I find that that is like, easier for me to fake the uh, naturalness of it. Like, I think that, that, that actors a lot of the time with these audio sketches, um, in my experience, ha like really want to uh, riff off of each other and act off of each other. And I think that that is uh, un absolutely understandable and generally preferred, but I think learning to uh, improvise and do a bunch of like options on lines is super valuable in the edit um, to take, I'd rather have much, much more content than I need to whittle down for like a two minute sketch. Um, in that case, uh, because we were improvising and going off script. Um, and, and then a, a similar, but, uh, kind of conversely is that, um, sometimes we would do a table read and we would record the table read. And, uh, at least on our first album, there were, um, there were lines of dialogue for the sketches that I loved so much from the table read, uh, again, because we're working with a lot of improvisers, um, that ended up in the final cut, even though we had a bunch of options because it was just, it was so good the first time out um, acting on impulse than it was, you know, trying to do something uh, more calculated after the fact. So that, 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 that I just wanted to throw that out there as, as, as like, a, depending on what you're working on, you might want a lot more content than you need. Yeah. Organic conversation, you probably want to just <laughs> shoot to do it for the for the time length that you're going for and cut out as little as you need to. Like yeah, yeah 100%. And then, you know, the 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 other example I think of like for our podcast, I think about like the interview type podcast like um 
Pete Holmes will go for a long time or, you know, maybe Mark Marin. I don't mind those listening to them. If that is like your deal right off the bat when you're first starting a podcast, I would maybe I'm conflicted on this. If that if that's your vibe where like you want to go for four hours, I say go for four hours and don't worry about cutting that down. But either split them up into parts um, or just like do it. It's just I think that's hard to build an audience if you are going to do four hour podcast. I know that wasn't your question. But um, I genuinely think that, like, it's easier just to, like, have that conversation as much as, like, you're interested in having it and then, like, release it. Now, if you are going to edit that down, I would say don't edit it on Final Cut. Only (laughs) edit the audio on Logic and just release the full four-hour thing on (laughs) YouTube if you want to. So you're you're saying don't – so edit edit what the audio will be. Don't bother with the video. Just, like, release the video. Release the video (laughs) unedited, full freaking content. And audio (laughs) – audio, if you want to – yeah, if you want to cut that down – have you done that with episodes where, where you do like... No, episode? you recommended it at one point, but that's absolutely not worth it for us. We keep everything to, at least to like an hour and change. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. Have you done it before where you've made audio edits that you didn't bother with in the video? You, you have not done that? Probably. Probably. I, 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 yeah, I think if it's a little, just only a little uh, bit longer um, than... Uh, I think I I don't remember giving that advice. I think I think because <laughs> here's what okay here's a little bit of background podcast stuff. Look, if we, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, <laughs> don't just kidding. Do I I think it's so worth it. It's just there is a lot more to know. It, but you have to know. Okay, how are you recording? What mode are you recording on? How how are you going to edit it? What tools are you going to use to edit it? How are you releasing it? Like what? software you're using to release your podcast on there's questions like these now we record for an hour on zoom we decided that we wanted to release the videos because we i use a green screen and sometimes the pictures are fun that's mostly what it is and if we already have it on zoom if we already have a video we might as well put it on youtube maybe someone will come across it by searching I don't really understand SEO, so maybe someone else would be better at that. But I end up just taking the audio that I've edited, compressor, all those things, editing the audio in that way in Final Cut, and then just taking that audio, putting it into Logic, and then um, uploading it into the world. The audio from Zoom is not as good as if you were to, I don't know, use like an actual like audio recording thing <laughs> while you're recording. We tried that. We tried to do that, like record the audio on a streaming, like on an internet thing. We tried that to do that separately where I could just take that, put that in logic so the audio so the audio is like a little bit better in podcast form. But it never worked for us. It was always like weirdly scratchy and whatever. So I end up just taking the audio that I've edited on Final Cut and doing it that way. It what pro is it's easier. I've already edited it and we just do it. Con is um I can't it's not worth it to do like little intricate edits or anything. Yeah, and it's it's, it's harder it's harder to to edit um individual like if if one person has a problem with their audio 
it's harder to, to, to do it that way. And, and ultimately it doesn't sound as uh, clean and robust, but yeah. I, I have found, especially in the past year during the pandemic, when everybody's hopping on Zoom and StreamYard and, um, uh, you know, do, do remote recording in general, that um, audiences are, are more forgiving about the, uh, there used to, there, there was like a rising standard in audio quality for podcasts because like all of a sudden your podcast is competing with like Marvel Studios and yeah. like Alec Baldwin. I mean, has we a could talk project. about marketing after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the audio was was really starting to become competitive. Where like even even the um, rookies uh, needed to to know what they're doing to, for for the best audio. I, th I think now it's a little bit uh, rebalanced to be like. Do what you can, you know, um, and don't overthink the uh, the pristine quality, unless that's like, uh, and, and this kind of goes hand in hand with um, uh, what you were saying, Julia. Is is that um, it is a lot of time to get it edited the way you exactly want to, and if you're going to go through all that, um, you know, if if you specifically want to build the skills for it, then great. I think do it. Do it for as long as you're learning skills that are useful and interesting mm -hmm. to you. Uh, and if your goal is to have like your show be your baby and try to work up to like benchmarks to uh, get sponsorship or, um, you know, commercial get uh, pay or, and, and uh, monetize it, this is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, then, uh, then yeah, I just understand how much work it is and um, love what you're doing enough to, uh, to, to do the work and set aside um, other stuff. You, it's really hard to do all that work if it, this, it's kind of like a side um, project uh, and and not like your main thing. So, um, and uh, I think we're getting heckled. So, <laughs> Moody says, uh, "Who got their black watch first? Um, hey, Chris. Uh, th uh, these look very similar on um, on the stream." <laughs> From a distance, there there could not be a, a larger gap between this fifteen dollar digital watch and Julia's smart watch, which I think she got first, and I got I this one uh, more recently because my this for like two two and a half years. Really? That's I I have mine. I usually have mine for about two years, and the benefit of for me having a fifteen dollar watch is that every couple of years something on it breaks: the battery, the wrist. Uh, uh, band. You break your wrist. I break my wrist and I have to use a pocket watch for a while. Um, but no, I'll, I'll just get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then Luke says, asks if I, uh, got the cable knit sweater before, after we went to Maine, which, uh, <laughs> I did. I, I'll tell you this, Luke, I did bring this because I was like, there's no way I'm going to Maine and not wearing this sweater. <laughs> But Julia actually got this for me uh, for my birthday back in October. Um, uh, so I haven't had a chance to wear it in an appropriate state. This is not a New York City cable knit sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold here. It's cold, definitely. And, and then one last heckle from Moody, who's wondering why we're, um, why is there a pillow on one side of the couch and not the other? Uh, great is, question. is James sitting on it to make him taller? It's actually behind me. It's, it's, it's back support. Moody. And weirdly, I'm sitting on like five pillows to get this tall. Plus this. There it is. Proof. Yeah, it really messes with the feng shui that there's only this one here, but what are you going to do? I love... <laughs> this is so great. This this uh, this has made my day, honestly, to, uh, to be able to do this 
on the road in in uh, in Maine and hear from uh, friends everywhere. Um, Mel's question. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. Wait. The one after that. We already Oops. answered that. I am. I mean, we'll answer it again if she wants. If she wants us to, but I just when we have. I just moved the cursor and clicked. I clicked on the wrong thing. Jesus. Um, Okay, uh, what do you find makes an episode stand out to you as an extra great episode? That is an awesome question. And I think also, um, okay, so this might be a weird way to frame it because um, uh, thinking about like the, the time length, people have asked about like, uh, how long should an episode be? How long should a show be? Um, and uh, it goes along with this question of like editing too, where, uh, People have given feedback. Julie's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> so I'll set this up while she's gone uh, by saying that um, sometimes uh, on, on any given project, I might get the feedback because I like to do long form content. Um, and uh, people will sometimes say like, well, you know, I think it'd be cut down a little bit or like might, might be neat if it's shorter. Um, and, uh, it's an odd question to me or, or a, a critique to me because um, time just doesn't seem to be a, um, have a quality element to it. Like, like it doesn't seem like a qualitative thing. So I'm like, okay, what is the real thing behind that? And, and the interpretation when people are like, it'd be nice if it was shorter is that like, it wasn't as strong as it could be for as long. It wasn't good enough to be as long as it was is really what uh, people are, are saying. Um, and, uh, I think that that has to do with, uh, the way that you edit, um, and also the energy that you have while you're, you're, uh, doing the show. And I think in terms of the, of Mel's question of like, what makes a great episode? Um, I think that it's important to think about like, okay, whatever length of episode or show you want to do, um, what sorts of things can you do and look for to make it have good enough energy to uh, warrant being that long. So um, circling back around now that Julia's back uh, is that um, the, uh, the the question of uh, what makes a great episode, like what do you, especially doing like an hour long conversation, how do you make sure that it is a good episode? What sort of things do you look for in a great episode? Um, and uh, like in, in, insofar as they can, they can be repeatable, like, yeah. So what you, you're saying, like when we're doing our podcast, not like when I'm listening to one or whatever. Um, well, we can go both. I think that there's things that, that like, because what you listen to and, and enjoy probably influences what you aim for. In totally. Your episodes, right. So, yeah, I, I think so. So I'll start with ours. Like, I know when it feels, when it just feels fun, we'll get more specific, but when it feels fun, that is when I know like, okay, this is, this is great. That's when um, there's a good balance of like um, us being able to like play off of each other and giving good like content. Like we're, we're, we're aware of like the news or whatever. Um, often it's when we have opinions on things. Sometimes I notice like, oh my God, I couldn't be more boring. When I don't have an opinion on something or I don't know how I feel about a certain thing. I think for ours specifically, when we're talking about like news or like not a lot of people follow, especially improvisers, there are, there's not 
huge overlap in like big sports fans and and improvisers. I I prove me wrong, but there's some, but not a huge overlap. So when we're talking about something that like people probably aren't going to know a bunch about, if we're talking about, you know, Chelsea Gray is moving from one team to another team starting tomorrow, people are going to be like, who's Chelsea Gray? Why is this important? Whatever. We need to be the ones to communicate, one, what's the relevant info that they need to know why this is important? And two, how do we feel about it? Because at the end of the day, that's why people are listening to it. Again, they're not listening to it because they need to know that Chelsea Gray is getting, you know, uh, free agented from one team to another. They're listening to it like, to what what's uh, they want to support women's sports maybe and then also like understand a take on it or whatever so i think it's when we know how we feel <sighs> everything is improv you guys <laughs> when you know how you feel about something decide how you feel about something if i'm uh, often i don't know maybe i don't even know how i feel about chelsea gray moving teams but if I just have a take, if I'm pissed about it, if I just decide I'm pissed or whatever and, you know, justify it in some way, that's improv. That's just straight up improv. I think when you are listening to people, be passionate, you are enjoying it. Yeah. That's, I think that's true for us. And when we're engaged and we are like, you know, um, and we have that energy, then I think it is automatically fun. Yeah, I th I agree, and I think that um, it it is kind of tough not to, not to boil it down to just like the same again. Exactly what Julia said is is the uh, the same things that make uh, improv great, which is like being present and being yeah, um, and uh, being energized. I th I think mm -hmm. I think that like uh, like we said earlier, um, and maybe I think about things in more pessimistic terms, but like more so than, than what makes a great episode. I know that like an episode gets kind of rough if I get in my head and sort of um, lose that uh, consciousness of, of um, being in a uh, engaged conversation yeah. for a, an audience. Um, and mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of a balance between like um, keeping the intimacy of the, and the presence of the conversation, but also keeping the performative energy. In fact, I, I would, I'll even say a little, like a little thing that, that helps with that right now is the fact that we're like, we're not using that external microphone and the laptop is like across from us on the bed. And so it's making me project more. Um, and so my energy is up a little bit more. Yeah, um, that is something with podcasting. I never know how loud to be. I'm automatically yeah. so loud. And it's like weird for me to be like, okay, I guess, uh, am I just supposed to talk like this now or what? <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah, but I, I think that 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 is um, how I gauge it. It's like, was I present and uh, yes. sincerely engaged and energized the whole time? Uh -huh. um, and I will I will try to 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 do those little uh, things for myself that um, keep myself energized. Just taking a breath, uh, looking at the camera or or the person that I'm talking to, depending on um, if it's in person or not. Yeah, uh, and. Um, that helps me be present is, is uh, locking eyes with the person or the camera or the audience. Yeah. And Luke asked a good question. Do you find that having video feedback helps while recording, which is sort of kind of related to what we're talking about? I do. Definitely. I think that have seeing Mary Beth and Katie 
it feels like we're in a room together, sort of. And um, I can play off of them. Here's where I think like some people may say that it is less helpful. If you are getting distracted by it, if you're someone, which is also me, who keeps being like, is this what I look like? And you're not, you know, staying engaged on the conversation, then maybe that's like distracting and people will notice that like, oh, you you know, you're not present or whatever. Um, so if that's a distraction, then maybe don't. However, I think yeah, that- yeah, yeah, yeah. The feed the feedback is helpful, but not not being conscious of the feedback that you might get while you're recording. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ha- having the feedback. Oh, maybe I don't. Maybe I misread the question. I, I, I read that I figured, as. I figured Luke was was talking about um, having feedback on either videos that you post in comments. Uh, but but I I'm no. Okay. I think he's asking, is it helpful? Because it was back when we were talking about like, how do you record? Do you record well on Zoom, or do you record like in mics in the same room, or do you record only audio on like um, clean feed? Well, Luke, I could you, be wrong. If you're still on with us. Uh, Help us out. What do you mean by feedback? Do you mean do you mean people like public comments? Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> so 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 when from video from the other people. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's um, what I'm talking about. All right. Luke says Julia's right and James is wrong explicitly. There's no. <laughs> yeah, don't try and spin this. No, James. Con- no confusion to be had. Like, no, no bending it. Um, but, but okay. So, so then, then elaborate for me. Uh, you're, you're saying that like feedback, like seeing other people that you're yes. connected with. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to say for me, it doesn't help, um, uh, personally because, uh, it's, I don't find it distracting or helpful. I, I, I think that, that it's, um, I, ba- I basically like kind of understand that people can't see each other. So I'm always just kind of like aware that like, it doesn't whatever whatever's happening doesn't really mean as much as it as you think it might. <laughs> like, okay. People could be people could be looking at, at, at themselves. People could be um, uh, looking off camera. It's it's like um, I think I, I I would I would much rather have the video for remote stuff. Um, but it doesn't make a difference to me. Like like uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like uh, it's not more helpful or or. It doesn't do the same thing at all for me for being in person. And um, like if we were if we're recording in a room, but we're not recording the video, it's uh, I'm still thinking about it as like an audio only thing. And I think about it the same way when I'm when I'm recording video. It doesn't really like yeah. like uh, help as much. I don't know. The, the video interaction um, doesn't doesn't uh, play a big role in it for me. See, for for me, I it's it's everything i feel like i'm a very body language person i look at other people's i i if someone else is talking i'm like (laughs) whatever i can't not and if if i'm just like on the phone i think about like i'd rather facetime someone than be on the phone with them just because i think things get lost on the phone i know being on a phone and being on a podcast is way different but i think that like i lose I, if, you know, yeah, I think I lose, I think I lose things if I don't see people, but that's me. I think it's different for everyone. And Luke says it's a very COVID era question, but James mentioned like, 
if you're remote, like me, Katie, and Mary Beth, then it's relevant for any time. Like you have to figure out how you're gonna, you know, keep the energy going or like the connection with people when you are, you know, states apart. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it definitely is uh, more more <laughs> relevant in the COVID area. I'm probably gonna stay relevant um, for for afterward. Uh, yeah, Luke, Luke says. <laughs> Luke also says when he records in person, he closes his eyes because he hates seeing people. Yeah, and I That's also fair. close my ears. I like I don't like to listen to people. I just like on a podcast <laughs> like to say my thing and yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. people respond. Yeah, but but yeah, I I do think that um, the the video remote connection is going to be um is going to stay uh, with or without covid uh, to some degree for a while yeah um so it's good to, it's good to talk about and think about whether or not it, it how you can use it to your advantage and whether or not it does help you uh, so it's you know you can kind of decide whether or not to make use of it uh when you don't necessarily need to anymore uh-huh. um i so we're, we're we're coming up on two o'clock but i do want to talk about just a couple more things uh on the we, we've talked a lot about relating podcasting to improv and Mm -hmm. um which i think is really uh fun and useful i think that that just to kind of cover all the podcast ground we should also talk about um the kind of technical sides and the marketing sides again that that, that, that you might not think about if you're considering podcasting and and how 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 we've managed slash put up with those uh, and um, just give a little insight in, into uh, into that. So, um, Julia, tell us a little bit about. Um, I, I'll start by saying that when when uh, we started doing Buck Fifty Social Club, um, I Mike and I partnered to start that up um, and do the the uh, logistical side of or technical technical side of stuff. I, I knew I was going to do the editing, and my my request of Mike was that he handle all the RSS feed stuff because I knew that it was a pain in the ass. So um, he was nice enough to uh, do that for us. And Bob is nice enough to do it for um, this podcast uh, through Gabber Media. So I have not had to deal with like uploading the the um, actual podcast feed and getting it distributed out to uh, podcasting platforms. Um, in your first time doing it was with She's Good. Uh, what has that been like for you getting that off the ground the technical aspect is all it for me it's always harder than it's always harder than it sounds at the beginning so i have no i had it it was hard it was very hard (laughs) i don't think it's gonna be hard for everybody but let let me let me let me let me let me frame let me frame it real quick because because like it's still confusing to me what exactly happens what you need in order to get it out there but generally um (laughs) <laughs> and this is my understanding because really I, I like, I like, I begged Mike not to ever bother me with it. And he, he, uh, has, uh, been a great partner in that. Um, and, uh, my understanding of what is needed is that like, you have to host the audio somewhere. Um, and so you need to upload it to some kind of page and then, and then there's what's called an RSS feed, yeah. uh, which is, um, web code language, uh, that basically just, um, links, your uh the content that you upload um and it could be you know that that an rss feed works for uh uh a podcast a blog um and and i think video feeds um you can use it but it's but it's a a it's it's coding to link your content to end up uh other places um so 
that that's that's what it is but but talk me through like like how you actually had to get it set up and and how how much of a pain it is let me just say that like whatever i do right now i know what i do i know what i have to do to get the podcast from our mouths to people's ears i know what i have to do now but i don't know why and i don't know what any of it means so basically i'll i'll walk you through the the sound <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's on Zoom. I download it from Zoom and goes to my computer. Now I have a fi an MP4 file with some video. I take that MP4 video file, put it in Final Cut, edit it, um, you know, put our little music on it, uh, put our outro on it, um, do the audio editing, which James taught me. Still and you're half understand it. You're talking about getting it to... Um steady levels not not steady not, levels there's, there's editing to make uh cuts remove stuff yep uh and add the music that's that's yes. one part of editing the other part is is uh mostly eq uh compression and limiting which are going to kind of squeeze the audio to make it a consistent level and at the right volume for to be like standard to what you hear yeah. on uh everybody else's audio so that everyone is kind of like totally. work, working toward a, a somewhat, you know, quote unquote, universal uh, volume level, regardless of what level you recorded it at. Which, so if you've ever listened to a podcast, sometimes like the, um, um, like ads are going to be so loud, and then you go back to the podcast, and it's like you have it all turned up to the entire volume, and then but you still can't really hear it. It's like that kind of stuff, like making it all make sense. And then you listen to one podcast, and it's like okay, normal, and then you listen to a different... It's all that stuff. Yes. But anyway, you edit it to make it sound like a podcast is supposed to sound, um, and so that laughs, when people laugh, your eardrums don't fall out. Yes. So... <laughs> your eardrums. So, then, okay, it's edited, it's ready to be a podcast. You, dot, you export it from Final Cut. For a lot of people, it's going to be logic. I also do it, I, I also get it I export, I export it as a movie, YouTube. Then I take that also movie that I've just edited, put it in Logic, only take the audio from it. Now I have an audio file. That's going to be my actual podcast you might listen to. Then I export it on Logic. That, that MP3 file now, that is goes, okay, I go to Amazon Web Services. Now that's the host thing. Your RSS feed, I don't think, is even part of that as yet. No, it's not. It's not. It's only the Amazon. <laughs> now, not every podcast has to do this, but you need somewhere to host your podcast, like the files. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Touch my new book, everybody. It's coming out mid-November of 2025. Um, it, and it is called, so you have an MP3. What now? By Julia Schroeder. <laughs> now I have to learn what an MP3 is. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, so I'm hosting. So it like lives. It's sort of like your Google Drive, but Google Drive is not enough to hold these long ass episodes. Anyway, so it's on in this Amazon thing. Now I have a I have a link now. Now that Amazon changes it into a link URL. Now I go to Squarespace, make a make a website. They say. Great. Okay, we have a website. Now that's where my RSS feed is. Is it? I don't have no idea. 
Yes, it is. It is because. <laughs> so now I take that URL. <laughs> now I take that URL that Amazon gave me. I copy and paste that right into my Squarespace. <laughs> okay. This so I write out. Can't possibly be helpful. <laughs> so. So now I write the episode description. I write what the title of the episode is in Squarespace. Now, now I publish it. And now the website goes, now the podcast goes to Apple and Spotify and wherever it is. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of work. Um, I, and I, the truth is, I honestly. Talk to Mike I, Magyar. He will be yeah, able to yeah. help you through it. I lost, <laughs> I lost track of whether, I, I lost track of, of, uh, the 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 path that you were laying out and i really just it's it's so confusing to me and <laughs> i don't know whether or not you are correct in in the details or whether i can help clarify or, or no or you uh, no you said you never want to know about <laughs> no, it so I, I said i'd be the expert today i checked out <laughs> uh, is on 2027 you can look for this one it, yeah now you have URL. what now <laughs> But um, one, one thing I will say is that it's really helpful um, that uh, the more popular podcasts become, the more popular remote recording and, and uh, the virtual stuff becomes, um, that uh, there's more and more uh, podcast networks. Like, so we use Gabber Media um, and uh, we kind of, we, Mike and I set up pod, our podcast thing and, and Julia did hers like independently. That's probably a lot more work than we need to do if we had found a network first. Once we once we had everything we needed set up, then we um, moved to, to Gabber Media um, and run by Matt Nas, a uh, another Detroit improv scene friend, um, and uh, and then that helps a lot. And and if we had started with nothing and we were like Matt, hey, can we can we put up this? This is our podcast. We're, we're planning to start recording it soon. Um, what do we need? Matt is somebody that would be able to help us out. And I'm sure that there's a Matt in uh, more cities than uh, you might think um, because podcast networks are, uh, I think, still up and coming, but they're popping up uh, a lot of different places. So mm -hmm. I think uh, looking for a podcast network, if if all that was just like, what a nightmare, I agree with you, first of all. <laughs> and secondly, I, if I were going to start one today without having any infrastructure set up, I would go looking for a podcast network uh, somewhere in my circle or one that just takes new uh, applicants or, or whatnot. And I would even say that it's worth paying like a, like a 10 buck a month. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I don't know like Pinecast, I think. So we're now, She's Good is now part of Planet Ant Podcast Network. Um, I still have to do all that, but I think if I were to use Pinecast, it takes away a lot of that. Like you don't have to, you know, I know a good deal. I, as I just told you, I, I am an expert, but if you're not, um, I think Pinecast will fill in some of those gaps for you. Things like that. There are now like, if there's not a human, I mean, I say go to the human, but if you don't have a human that can like tell you all these things or be the one to like help you with it or a network, then I think there are some online resources too. Yeah. And uh, more often than not, it's going to cost you some kind of like, like probably five to $15 a month. That was my whether, problem. I wanted it to be totally free. Yeah. Whether, whether, whether you're doing it on uh, a uh, service yeah. network, finding somebody to, to, to do all the, the infrastructure for you uh, or you're um, having your own host and website to uh, support the feed. Um, those, those are going to cost money uh, in, in some way, shape, or form. And uh, there is a way to do it for free. 
And it sounds a lot like what Julia is describing. Yeah. So if you were like, I think I follow or I know much more than you do, then uh, there's a way to do it for Go free. For and I'm it. sure you'll nail it. God freaking speed. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. but if you're like me who knows, let's be honest, literally nothing, it's going to take a lot of time. Time is not free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, time, time, time is money, baby. Um, Luke also said that he uh, uh, has hosted a podcast from Dropbox, which I imagine if you have um, a larger capacity for uh, you know data uh, on Dropbox or maybe even Drive. Um, yeah, that, that's awesome and good to know that that's an option. How to how to close cross the finish line from there? Time will tell. <laughs> uh, okay, last. <laughs> last um, Last little bit before we wrap up here is is the marketing end of things, and and just to give you a quick summary of what's what's involved, more so than than how to do it or advice on it or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. Um, marketing. What 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 else have you learned about like um, the extra things that you don't think about at the outset um, that are needed for like copy and publishing and and promoting and stuff like that. Yeah, I think podcasts are a little bit interesting to market because when you have like a show, like a live show or a sketch show or whatever, you can get your different like promo photos or, or whatever. With podcasts, I mean, you're just talking. So to get that audio, um, audio clips as promo, people do it different ways. But I think like those to me are um, necessary for promo and to find the right clips where like people are going to, understand the context or it's going to give them a good sense of what the show is can be a little bit hard and just know that like for an hour episode if I'm the one editing and Mary Beth is the one having to choose a clip we might we might have to listen to your full episode back <laughs> and yeah. listen closely uh, Which yeah. is why people who do professional podcasts have engineers <laughs> to help them with this stuff. Yeah. Well, it does. It helps a little bit since like everyone was there like during the recording. So you can kind of like, it, yeah, true. I, I guess if you get into a rhythm of it, like my, yes, it, kind of thinking about it to, to make notes um, as you're going or shortly after might be helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Take yes. Um, do your stuff immediately after the podcast. I know we said we were going to do advice more like this is what goes into it, but advice yeah, is like, don't wait, do your stuff immediately after. <laughs> yeah. And then like when I, when I was doing like really, really detailed edits on um, buck 50. And uh, while I was doing that, I would, you know, I'd be, I'd be listening to, I'd be doing individual editing for each person's track. And there's five of us in the core group. And sometimes we'd have a six person as a guest. Um, I would be doing individual edits on everybody's thing. So I'm kind of like listening to what people are saying in different um, contexts. And then uh, while I'm doing that and just making the technical audio edits, I'm also listening for like the good sound bites. And uh, if we have a guest then I'm looking for, um, again, we just said we weren't gonna do advice, but this is my advice. Uh, be kind of multitasking if you can, so that so that you uh, can at the same time make your edits as you are flagging uh, promo pieces. Mm -hmm. And when you have a guest, uh, or um, I would look to like represent the whole group in like a thirty second to sixty second uh, promo clip. Um, and so you can learn to kind of read waveform. So when yeah. you're when you're in a uh, editing software, I don't you, do this, but yes, you can see the the wave 
um, graphics in your files. Um, and so if someone's not speak, you know, if someone's not speaking, there's a flat line. And then depending on how lo loud and how long, there's your little like uh, wavy. So you're saying get the different people in your pockets, you can see when people are talking, you're basically. Is essentially what I'm pointing okay. to. And, and then for a guest, I would just look for like the points that they talk and I would just uh, see what they said and find the best one. First, yes. one, first one, best one. Yep. I, I, I would make that the, the pro a, a promo clip for the oh. guest. Right. And then um, we would usually do, uh, you know, maybe three or four little snippets inside of a promo clip. And so then I would be like, okay, Th that that uh, little guest highlight also had Julia and Colin speaking. Mm -hmm. Let me go find uh, some uh, another clip from Leah, and then I would look at her track and find somewhere deeper in the conversation where she has like a longer segment. And I'll be like, okay, what is she, what's her thread here? And then I would find something from Mike and and so forth. Um, and and if you can do that while editing, um, you're in a really great spot. It's just kind of like flag things and uh, yeah. keep an eye out. Yep. The last thing I'll say on this is like that there, there's social media marketing. There's also like the, um, how are you, how are you titling your episode? How are you describing your episode in the thing? How, what are you tagging it with anything? Blah, blah, blah. There are people who know more about this, but I have started like tr tried to like do a better job of in the description, not just try to be like freaking sarcastic and funny, but actually like say some keywords yeah. that, either might pull people in, get the right balance. Like you don't want it to be like only like these girls do this and that, and then this is what happens. Like keep it, keep your personality in there. But I, I would always try to like do jokes, especially with the titles too. If there's something in there that somebody can search for, if they're looking for Chelsea Gray <laughs> switching teams, I don't know why this keeps being my answer example, but um, it can be funny, but like somebody who's like searching that might come across that if you like put that in your in your title or whatever. Yeah. So so maybe we can kind of sum it up uh, this way for just your your short list of things that you might include in marketing of your podcast is the copy that goes along with your description and each of mm -hmm. your episodes and titling uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and tagging um, mm -hmm. for like SEO and searchability. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, looking for additional media uh, slash clips um, and images. Uh, and so I'll say promo clips would be like separate from thumbnails uh, for every yeah. episode of Serious Gear and um, mo mo well, our, our pre-recorded episodes of uh, Improv FAQ, uh, I would make a thumbnail and you have to make a separate thumbnail for uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, different from if you're putting anything on TikTok and uh, Instagram, because those are vertical versus mm -hmm. horizontal. Mm -hmm. um, and so like that can take um, a, a long time too, is like you, same thing. Cause you're looking for like, what's a really engaging snapshot screenshot of, of the, um, of the episode itself or like a headshot and how can I do a quick collage of um, our guest and our topics uh, and then edit those. Uh, so you might end up even having to learn like um, some kind of simple, uh, image editing software. Um, uh, and there's also things like captions. Uh, like, so, and, and end of the day, there's a lot you can do for marketing. Most of it has to do with um, making your uh, promo images and clips stand out, um, and then making your copy, uh, which includes things like transcripts, uh, 
as as searchable and work to your benefit as possible. Um, and uh, you can do as much of that as you, as, as you want, again, depending on how committed you are to having this be your primary thing and making the podcast build an audience as quickly and successfully as possible. Um, and you don't have to do most of that stuff. Like uh, you, you probably, you do have to name your, <laughs> your, yeah. your episodes, but also um, Facebook and YouTube have like automatic transcripts and um, they're not, they're like 90% accurate. Uh, and then they also have automatic thumbnail suggestions. Um, and they actually are got, are getting pretty good at finding animated uh, um, screenshots of, of the episode. Yes, that is, that is very true. So true. some of some of it has automatic uh, assistance stuff, but um, it's just something to consider uh, as as if if you're looking to start up and wondering what's involved. Yeah. Um, great. So we uh, we have gone a good hour and fifteen minutes, uh, and I hope that we were enter uh, entertaining and engaging enough to warrant that length. <laughs> um, Luke, I, one thing I got to come back to, I, I forgot to put this on screen, but Luke, Luke said uh, we were, when we were talking about RSS oh, yeah. feeds, he said, it's like learning a language new. You make this yes. specific set of sounds and they give you a potato and a beer. That's exactly what the idea of an RSS feed is to me, is that like there's a code involved and yeah, you just learn what you got to learn to get your potato and beer. <laughs> like, totally. It doesn't matter if you understand it, but it's got to be, there's a whole language to it and you're going to have to... Um, uh, learn, learn and it to make will it. feel arbitrary until you attach meaning to it. Great. Um, okay. So thank you so much, Luke. Uh, miss you. Hope to see you in person sometime soon. We should also, uh, I'd love to have you on here, uh, Luke. So maybe I'll, I'll reach out to you uh, soon to, to chat and maybe uh, pick your brain about a, a topic of your choice um, in a future episode. So fun. Um, and, and, and anybody listening to this, Luke and anyone else, whether you listen to this later or whatever, put your Plug your podcast in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Plug your podcast in the comments, especially if you if you have um, uh, episodes that you want to highlight as like uh, for for whatever reason, editing, marketing. Um, one that was specifically bad. Well, a super bad one where you're like, don't drop oh. the ball like this. <laughs> uh, and uh, Chris, uh, tuned in with us. Thanks for tuning in, Mel. Uh, great to hear from you, Heather. Thanks for letting us know you can hear us. Um, and uh, that's it for this episode. Is there anything else you wanted to plug before we part? Plug! <coughs> Help. I don't know. <coughs> well, since we were talking so much about podcasts, follow She's Good, um, the podcast, in any way you get words. At She's Good Podcast on Instagram and at She's Good Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Find us and then um, also subscribe and stuff. We're not the best at marketing, so take my advice with a grain of salt. Actually, Mary Beth and Katie are good at it. We just <laughs> anyway, that do that. My name is Julia Schroeder. <laughs> yes, uh, and my name is James, and you've been watching or listening to the Improv Network podcast on Facebook and YouTube and anywhere else you find podcast audio. Um, you can check out the improvnetwork.org for additional content, um, resources from the wonderful organization. The Improv Network, um, festival submissions, uh, blogs, uh, and a whole new, brand new Improv FAQ page brought to you by myself and Bob, um, which includes this podcast as well as mini lectures on topics of improv. So that's it. Thanks again. We'll catch you Sundays streaming at 1 p.m. Eastern <laughs> Portland.
Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Oregon. East, we'll catch you streaming at 1 p.m. Portland Eastern time. <laughs> All right. And I left the studio instead of ending the broadcast. So bye, everybody.